It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show with Phil Mullinax and J.C. Sherbert. So, how many of you would say you speak English fairly well, but with some difficulty? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You play to win the game. Now, let's take it away, J.C. and Phil. It's Inside the Game, guys, the show. Phil Mullinax, JC Sherman here with you. Morning. It's Monday. Hope everybody's doing well uh, out there in Gamecock land. Kind of a uh, the weekend was sort of a microcosm of how things been going around. Things have been going around here. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I know the basketball team on Saturday fought hard. I mean, I kind of expected them to lose worse than they did. At the end of the day, it wasn't a close game, but. Uh, Made a nice little run in the second half, and uh, there was a junior day for football on campus. The football team gets uh, recognized. Shane Beamer meets with the media, uh, admits that edge defensive end is a big concern right now. <laughs> uh, so we roll on into Sunday. Cam Pringle, number one offensive tackle in the country for 2024, uh, commits to South Carolina. That's a big deal. Uh, and then... Uh, you know, nobody had time to celebrate because it turns around. Trey, Trey John Jeffcoat commits to Arkansas uh, after obviously uh, couldn't get into USC. So uh, that's a. I, I'll be honest, folks. I I don't really get sad or, or like uh, I guess emotional um, about recruiting decisions, uh, but this, this this thing bothers me because I, I think it's beyond football. Uh, I think it's about fairness. I think it's about where our world is these days. Uh, I think it's about the fact that many people who, who should know better, who are highly educated, have decided that uh, facts are optional and that feelings are, are defining reality. And, and dang it, I wish that were true because I feel like the Gamecocks should win the national championship every year. That doesn't make it true. That's right. That's right. I feel like I should have a six-pack of abs. And uh, and actually win the Coach O hard body contest or win the summer. J.C. Sherbert, six-pack of abs, ten-time defending champion. Coach O actually <laughs> does have a six-pack. I think for his age, man, that dude looks good. Yeah. Um, He's got that barrel kind of, one, too. Yeah, that big one. I was out there running around seeing what kind of what – kind of, what, kind of, what I could scrounge up down here, Dustin. Anyway, <laughs> um, I, I feel like, you know – Life should never have any problems and, and, and that everything should be beautiful and happy and, and everybody should get along. I feel like there shouldn't be war or famine or disease. But that's not reality. That's fact-free living. And if too many people start living that way, and there are a lot of people out there, especially in the world of academics, that have elected to do this, even in science, even, even, even like science, which is supposed to be based on facts, math, you know, whatever then our whole world's going to crap. Uh, we're going to be a big, gigantic cult. I was just, I can't believe it. The TV was on in the middle of the night the other night, and I happened to wake up. We had left it on Showtime because Independence Day was on, and that's my favorite movie to sleep to. Because I, I, <laughs> I usually conk out right after Robert Loggia's iconic line where he's like, give me the Secretary of Defense. <laughs> then wake him. Then wake him. <laughs> then wake him. And so I'm usually like out by then, you know, I'll, I'll go to the bathroom during Pullman speech or whatever, you know, I mean, it's just good to sleep too. I don't know why, but I left it on. I saw this, uh, 
there's this movie called Midsummer. It's spelled weird. M I M I M I D S O M N E R. So is he Swedish? Well, it's about these people that go hang out with a Swedish cult and they all get killed at the end. And it's an allegory of a girl leaving a relationship. I mean, it, it's, it'll, it mess, it's messed with me a little bit. Um, mm. I'll never watch it again. It's kind of freaky. It's supposed to be a horror movie, but it's really, it's different. It's beautifully shot movie. I mean, as far as cinematography goes and all that, but, um, my thought after watching that and catching that this past weekend in the middle of the night, cause I woke up and couldn't go back to sleep and watch the whole thing like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> and then read the reviews and all that. So, so I'm kind of familiar with the story, but uh, my thought after watching that was, well, oh, these people in this cult live fact free, you know, they, they do, uh, you know, live their own truth, which is, I think what a lot of people think you should all live your lived truth. And that's true. But that doesn't change the fact that on a grander scale, they're oblivious to facts, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and I think if everybody walks around that way in this world, we're completely screwed. You're not allowed to make up your own facts based on your feelings. And that's exactly what happened with the Jeffcoat situation. It's a fact-free decision. And I'm not getting into the details because it doesn't all need to be out there, but I'll tell you this, it's floating around. Uh, there's, you know, if you want to find the truth, it's out there. Uh, didn't come from me, but uh, I just, uh, I think it's unfortunate. I, I think this goes beyond the typical can't get out of your own way at South Carolina. Uh, I, I think this is a huge problem that's bigger than that. And I would say that if Trey John Jeffcoat had never played it down to football and I knew the story, it's that sad. And if, if we continue as a society to move in this direction, where facts don't matter, but feelings do, and fake BS defines, you know, our actions in life, then we are screwed. And that's this country, that's Europe, that's a anywhere else, anywhere else in the world. Because you're not allowed to base, twist facts or to, to make up your own facts based on your own feelings. Or to take uh, a sliver fact and, and, and ignore the details. Uh, and, and, and use it to uh, advance an agenda. And it makes me sick. It makes me sick to my stomach that this happened to this kid. Uh, I wish him the best at Arkansas. Uh, I'm glad he's out there. I like the Arkansas staff. I like the fans. I like their program. Um, honestly, I think he probably was just looking to get back closer to Missouri, <laughs> you know, because Arkansas is not too far from Missouri. Um, on the Ozarks, right? They're both in the Ozarks. But uh, – uh, I hope he has a great year and he's all SEC, goes to the NFL, and never gives the University of South Carolina the time of day ever again. Because that particular institution has uh, literally taken a dump all over this kid's dreams. Based on feelings, not fact. Based on feelings. And uh, like I said, the, the only reason uh, football has anything to do with it is because we all cover football, so we we're paying attention. But if this had happened to Johnny history major or, or, or God forbid, one of our kids, hmm. I'd be livid. I'd be livid. So um, there you go. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> but uh, it's just unfortunate. And um, I, I think that, uh, you know, honestly, people are like, who do you blame? Who do you blame? Who do you blame? Uh, here, here's the bottom line. South Carolina has a university president who was uh, – I guess it's the equivalent of being sworn in the other day. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he had his ceremony or whatever. So the buck stops with him. I'm sorry. That's uh, I know he's new, but the buck stops with him. And if you're going to be the president of this university, uh, you know, you need to kind of understand some things, number one, about facts. <laughs> and then uh, number two, about, um, you know, how people are going to react when it comes to athletics, especially when it's a situation that's clearly unfair. And so, I'm, you know, if his office gets blown up today uh, with phone calls and angry people, so be it. But the buck stops with him. That's the bottom line. This is not on Tanner. This is not on Beamer. This is not on anybody on staff. It was above athletics. And honest to God, the board of trustees, again, this is on them too because they could have stepped in and helped and did not. Anyway, Nana Sports chat box is obviously blowing up. <laughs> Trevor's what's good, fellas. Trevor's good morning. Jerry's like, looks like Jeff Coates in Arkansas. Yep. Uh, Trevor says, how many people will ask about Jeff Coates today? Crappy situation for us to get all that hype around him and get denied and have him go to another SEC team. Yep, I addressed it. Uh, Rodney says, good morning, y'all. And Jared says, great to have Cam Pringle. That's true. Pringle is a big commit. Because when it first kind of emerged, Phil, that, South Carolina's got two franchise offensive tackles in the state for 2024. You, you sort of look and you're like, well, chances are Clemson and Carolina will split them or one will go out of state, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And you look in the history, you know, one's at Dillon, one's at Woodland. So I'd have been like, well, the kid at Woodland's probably going to Clemson because Ty Hill, Robert Smith. And, you know, then I think they had a kid Bennett that went to Georgia. So they, 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 they Carolina, just like Dorman, Carolina has not done well. Willow doesn't have a player every year, right? But uh, when they do, they usually don't come to Carolina. So that's another street they've broken. Um, but I would have said Josiah, by a mile, would have probably been the first guy to jump in. Well, instead, it's Cam Pringle. And I think that's an impressive piece of recruiting. Uh, he and his family are over-the-top comfortable with South Carolina. Um, nice. His mom grew up a Gamecock fan. Um, you know, they wanted him there. You know, South Carolina did an outstanding job recruiting him. Uh, I think getting him in the boat and kind of what he said during his press conference, he's an all-in kind of guy, um, you know. So I kind of feel confident he'll stick. Of course, it's a, it's about a year away before he signs, so <laughs> never say never, and he's awfully right. good. But um, Lonnie Teasley did a great job recruiting this kid. Um, just uh, Shane Beamer, uh, I think he was one Beamer got in the helicopter to go see a couple of <laughs> years last year. So uh, great job by the staff getting this kid in early because the longer it goes with a guy, a franchise guy like this, the more your Ohio States and Georgias and Alabamas and Clemsons of the world will, you know, continue to make their case. Uh, I think this at least holds it off a little bit. Um, Krager says uh, 2024 class can be special, especially if Mazio can bring Franks and Thompson comes on board. Yeah, I think – Hey, Thompson's uh, probably considered a heavy lean. You know, Mazio keeps visiting all these places and stuff, and, and we'll see what happens with him. Carolina still feels awfully good. Uh, and then, Craiger, there's two commitments coming up this week that could go the Gamecocks' way. Uh, tomorrow, four-star tight end Michael Smith, not Robert Smith from The Cure, <laughs> Michael Smith. Michael Smith is Michael Sype from R.E.M. and Robert Smith's love child, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm not sad anymore, but I'm not a shiny, happy person either. Everybody hurts. Everybody hurts. Everybody hurts. Um, but uh, uh, Michael Smith, uh, obviously a huge offer list, Savannah Calvary Day. 
6'4", 225-235, I think. Uh, a stud, really. Uh, kind of reminds me of Dwayne Allen a little bit. The kid, the guy used to play for Clemson, stuck in the NFL for a long time. Uh, and then on uh, Friday, Wendell Gregory, which sounds like the president of Wimbledon, that name. <laughs> Hello. Well, Wendell Gregory. Wendell Gregory. <laughs> Wendell Gregory, president of Wimbledon. Uh for Marietta Walton, I mean, this guy's kind of a monster. 6'4", 220-pound linebacker, has grown, was like 185. He's one of those big-frame guys that keeps growing. Um, I hate to make this comparison because the kid didn't work out at South Carolina really well at all. Uh, he, he's just one of those guys that got there, had all the physical tools, but couldn't put it together. Probably just didn't want to play at this level. Dakota Walker, if you guys remember, gosh, 17 years, 18 years ago, Spurrier's first class, 05. Um He's from New Jersey. Carolina won a big battle for him. Um, and I think with Florida or somebody. But uh, he came and never did much. But th th that's he's kind of this uh, – Wendell Gregory's kind of this big, long, lengthy, six-foot-four linebacker type uh, that I think will be pretty good. Um, and, and those guys both have extensive offer lists. So they're, about, they're, they're uh, talking about committing this week. Um, there was a 2023 welcome home. Um I feel like that's Elijah Caldwell. I don't know for sure, but the kid from Northwestern who, uh, that may be a sneaky good pickup at receiver, Elijah Caldwell. Um, mm. You know, I think Rock Hill guys sometimes pan out more than they don't. Jeff Fowler's like, well, poop. <laughs> uh, Chris says, what time is the riot? <laughs> Jeff Fowler's like January 7th. 76 says, Jeff could think blows, but getting Pringle on board was a huge win. Kid is a monster and only his junior year. Uh, John says, way more focused on the three, four years of Cam than one of Jeff Coat, because really, what else can we do? going to be a huge week for recruiting regardless. Uh, Jeff Fowler says, was this must champ's fault? <laughs> no. C. Payne says, good morning, clowns. Uh, Garrett says, I know recruiting services have their ways of ranking, but it's crazy that Pringle can be number one in this position in country and not be a five-star. Yeah. Um, and it's 24-7 sports that has him lower than everybody else for whatever reason. But um, I think, like, numerically, they're sort of, like, still on the low end for 2024, and they'll boost everybody. Because what they do, they, they like, in other words, they do these early rankings, and you may have a number one guy, but he's only a 91 instead of a five. Um, and that's kind of how they do it. Um, I think he's going to go up. I mean, I can't remember a year. I have to go back and look because people ask me where the number one offensive tackle in the country was not a five-star. That's a high position value. I mean, a yeah. high value, a high value, excuse me, a high value position. Uh, so it would be unprecedented if the number one tackle in the country was not a five. Quite frankly, I think Josiah Thompson and Cam Pringle could be in the discussion for that. And I said, but, but I say that with the caveat that I've not watched everyone else. And so I always kind of, because I, I could go through and watch them objectively and probably, you know, I may have a different opinion, but right now, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you draw them up any better than those guys. Mm -hmm. um, Clint says, I think Elijah Davis needs to play DN if at all possible. I think they, yeah, they need to figure that out. I mean, what's the answer, Phil? Do you run more three-man front? I mean, you're gonna either going to have to change the defense or, you know, move some guys, which I know that they have not been really open to doing. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, but you know, maybe it is time for you know somebody like Tonka to start playing edge and get some more reps there in the spring, get more comfortable. But you're you're at a deficit. I mean, there is no way around it. You need bodies at this point, you know. 
if you're going to stick with the four two five, you're going to have to have a couple of edge guys, and and you're going to have to either get some young guys trained up real quick, or uh, move some guys around. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Desmond Umiazulu and Montague Raves, it's a big spring. I mean, what an opportunity for those two. But I, you know, Clayton White's defense is a legend. I mean, it, it, there there are some odd fronts in it. They, they have the ability to be multiple. They did have some Hemingway at the end in the bowl game, I think, for at least one play. But uh, I think, uh, you know, if I'm looking to move somebody, it's maybe Bam Martin Scott. Yeah, he could um, also be you know, a good edge guy. Yeah, because they, they were talking about that build last for year. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were talking about that last year. And he's got long arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not ideal, but uh, Jordan Strong, of course, will be back. And you, know, you got to get Terrell Dawkins better. But then after that, I mean, you're looking at freshmen. I mean, if they can find two dependable older starters and then Rain, and that was the great thing about Jeff Coat, because you look at it, you're like, oh, well, it's with Jeff Coat and Strawn. And then you hope you get things out of Dawkins as a third older guy. And then yeah. you can bring Umi Azulu and Rames along as backups. Which is fine. I mean, you, you you rotate your D tackles a lot. You don't always rotate your ends, you know, um, or edge. Uh, so we'll see what. And of course, Brian Thomas Jr. is still there, but I don't know how big he's going to get. So we'll see what happens there. And then Elijah Davis, if he is indeed two sixty two, uh, I could see him play an end. Um, if he's three oh five, no, no, because uh, <laughs> there's a lot of talk about like what exactly his height and weight is. So that's the deal there. Joey says. Saul and Clint mentions about uh, Jeff Cody. He's like, it's embarrassing, totally avoidable. Um, Connor says, as, as one of my favorite college football writers once wrote, I'll believe a recruit will show up when they're in uniform on the field. <laughs> I got that. I got that. Uh, Joey says, saw that Harbor posted he's in Boulder. Is Coach Prime making a push? Yes. Don't know how serious it'll be. Uh, but we'll see sort of what happens there. All right, we got to – we got to take a first break. Yeah. Um, Keith coming in today? Is that right? Uh, I sent him the link, so he should be in here at noon. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So Keith also will have a lot of thoughts at the top of the hour. But we'll take a break first right here on the show on a Monday. We'll be back after these messages. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. This is Coach O. Now back to the show. Go Tigers. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks of the Show, everybody. It's presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662, to set up a no-obligation consultation about a potential backyard retreat for your home. They'll be happy to talk to you about it. 
at no cost. And the first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call, 864-414-5271. Join all of her happy customers and plenty of listeners who have thankfully called her and been happy about her professionalism and ability to sell and find homes for you here in the upstate. Cindy's always happy to help. Uh, yeah, Cindy's great. Her husband's the uh, lacrosse coach at Burns High School, so he's a Burns Rebel. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Dr. Hey, 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 he used to be one of our frequent uh, people that came in on the on the mailbag when it was just me. Mm-hmm. When I was the, the Dr. Michael Savage of Gamecock Podcast. <laughs> I just I just get on and go like like him. I just want to say this right now. Yeah, I right, go Gamecock. Yeah, uh, but no, she, uh, Dr. Dr. Rob used to email all the time and He's really good. They're really good people. Um, and several of you listeners out there have bought your homes from Sydney. That's good. Yeah. Uh, the more the advertisers get a return on their investment here, the more they want to advertise and the better we can do. <laughs> By the way, don't forget big announcement. I can give you a date on the big announcement. No. It'll be, oh. it'll be Wednesday. We will announce on Wednesday. The, the big announcement on Wednesday. So everybody uh, stay tuned uh, for a big announcement from the show. I think you'll, I think you'll like it. Hope you do. Cross my fingers, you do. Um, but anyway, I am one hundred percent confident that you will like it. <laughs> will you like it? Will you love it? Will you want some more of it? That is. Will the you? Question. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Give me some more. That is the question. So, um, seventy six has a good point. All in all, we won Pringle and still have the opportunity to for twenty twenty three DM. Granted, it's going to be a concern unless we land at least one. It sucks to be. It does, and it, it, it's not just the end situation. But it sucks from a football standpoint, but, you know, you sort of just move on, and, you know, there's been years around here where you sort of worry about a position, and then we get to the season, and it's a position we all thought was going to be fine that sucks. <laughs> and <laughs> and the position, like safety, Beamer's first year, you know, it was like, oh, mm-hmm. my, there's no safeties. Well, guess what? Safeties were fine. Jalen Foster was an All-American. Uh, it was the offensive line that had like, you know, five returning starters that was not good all of a sudden. So uh, I remember Spurrier era in, in 06. I think the Gamecocks had three corners, four maybe, that could play at all. One yeah. was Captain Munderland, a true freshman. One was Carlos Thomas, a converted receiver. And then I think Fred Bennett was there, but he was hurt most of the year. Uh, and that's when Fred Bennett went out, everybody's like, oh, they're going to be terrible. Uh, and then St- and then Stony Woodson, who kind of played safety too, uh, so so you had that that hardy bunch back there, and heck they held up pretty well. Ron Cooper coached them up; they held up pretty well. And then uh, uh, I'll never forget '09 because think back to '09, folks. What if Stephen Garcia had gotten hurt at quarterback that year? You guys realize it would have been a rotation of Reed McCullum and Aramis Hillary. Who? In 09. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because Connor came in the next year and was automatically number two. So it right. been, yeah. uh, that would have been pretty – Katie barred the door for that year had that happened. So um, it happens. Craig's right. There's only 32 five stars. Jeff Ollis has great post about where we are as a society. Rewriting history comment was spot on. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a history guy. And I understand there's certain interpretations about history out there that – we're not or are not accurate that maybe people should take a look at, but you're not entitled to your own facts and you're not entitled uh, historically present, whatever, uh, to make up rules based on your feelings. 
Okay. Get real. Toughen up. <laughs> you know, uh, Zach says highly educated seems to be brainwashed a lot of times nowadays. Yeah, in some, in some cases, absolutely. Uh, Brian says, JC and Phil, how are you guys at setting the edge? Asking for a friend. I think my back would break in three places. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, no, I'm. 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 I'm long, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna need Phil's gonna need some, some conditioning. Yeah, I, I'm more of a three technique. Phil could play edge. Yeah. Phil's more of a five. A uh, hut says Midsummer. Yeah, John, it's crazy as you know what. Maybe about the same guy that did Hereditary. Great movie. Yeah, and that's what that's what I kind of realized there. I was like, I was like, this movie is kind of how people exist these days. Um, Tristan says, can you shine any light at all on what Jeff Goat did to not get in? Just like a brief, broad description. I can't. I'm not going to say anything. It's not uh, our business. All, although <laughs> I will say, Tristan, it, it was, it, it, it's absolutely mind-boggling that that caused him, whatever it was, caused him not to get in. Just, just stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. Uh, Saunders says, sir, this is a Wednesday at Wendy's. Uh, at Wendy's? <laughs> Saunders says, sorry, I have to cope somehow. Craiger says he's not losing his mind over Jeff Coat. We'll see. Jerry says facts don't care about you. I mean, not we'll see, but I, I see. I see. I'm sorry. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd, Todd goes, my two, my new favorite chips are Pringles. Yes, that's right. I like Pringles and Bugles. I think we talked about that. That's right. The right plain ones, plain. We don't need any crazy flavors or anything. Yeah. Zach yes. says, welcome to the new age of America and higher education. <laughs> Chris. Who is Chris? Is that me? I don't know. Is that? No. I don't know. Uh, that's not me. Uh, JC, 24-7, sees higher on Thompson. I do think there's a, uh, honest to God, Drew, I think there's a debate there. Mm. You know, Thompson versus Pringle. I, I would go with Pringle because Pringle's a little bigger, you know, and more polished, but, you know. Um, Clint says there's one more uh, welcome home for 2023. Yeah, and that, that probably is called well, but there could be some more. Don't, you know, don't do that. Um, Howard says the problem is that the school has become woke. I think just about every college in the – see, people don't realize this. College campuses have been this way since the 1960s, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not going to change. Uh, yeah, progressivism. That's, that's 60 years. You're, you're not changing that, and the country's still – 50 50 you know for the most part uh so i it is but i you know i i think that i think that in general no matter what the you know the 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 narrative or the you know the, the discussions are amongst the student body on campus and the you know whatever they want to be outraged by or, or whatever they think and all that i think it's fine but i think adults need to know better and uh, not that they're not young adults in college now. I'm not. I'm not coming down on those guys. They they are young adults. But look, man, my belief set in college was one one way. <laughs> and uh, as I've gotten older, I've kind of realized that that was that was kind of that was dumb, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and I think it's a, there's a lot of idealism that takes place. But I also think that a lot of these folks that are in charge now are, are either products of the '60s in that era or they're like super woke and i don't think there's a problem with that as long as it doesn't impact policy in a negative way and you stick with the facts you can be woke all you want i don't care it doesn't bother me 
but but don't let that that should never drive you toward making a decision that's not based on facts. That's just based on feelings. Ever. And, and I don't care if you're woke. I don't care if you're MAGA. I don't care what you are. You know, base it on facts. You know, especially when it impacts other people. You can believe all you want to. That's those are your personal beliefs. You're entitled to that as an American. But 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 let's not impact let's not negatively impact others based on our feelings. Okay? Because I think if I live my life that way, based on my feelings, I'd negatively impact a lot of people. Right. (laughs) Including the current situation, because I feel terrible about it. You know, I feel bad about shit. Yeah. I'm like, this poor guy, you know. Uh, Clint says, Frank seems like he's more and more open to USC. I agree. And he visited for the junior day. Mm -hmm. Um, Saunders says, people seriously underestimate how much the legal weed attracts kids to Colorado, as stupid as it sounds. It's true. Rocky Mountain High, baby. <laughs> Boulder especially is probably like Cheech and Chong, you know. Uh, I can only know. imagine what Boulder's like these days. <laughs> Crazy, huh? Michael Smith has a Superstation TBS announced time of 12.05. Uh, <laughs> Skip nice. Carey here at the Michael Smith press announcement here in lovely Savannah. Boy, what a great drive down I-16, wasn't it, Ernie? <laughs> Saunders says, was Caldwell offered late because we thought we had takes elsewhere, just a late bloomer. Kind of both-ish, but uh, I'll tell you who else was a late take from the state at receiver was, well, there's there's some that didn't work out. Jakari Caldwell didn't work out. Mm. That was Jakari's fault, though. Um, but uh, Debo Samuel. Who we were talking about earlier. Late take. Kind of around this mm-hmm. time. I remember I remember when Steve Spurrier Jr. decided to take him. I think he, he told somebody, I'm gonna take Tyshun Samuel. <laughs> Who was Tyshun? <laughs> well, I mean, that's Tyshun. what we called him back then. Now, nobody, I mean, yeah. I went I went to Shrine Bowl and was like, My God, this kid's good. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Eco Priest says, pumped about the O line. Ball, yeah, balls and under armor all American. Big Tree, four-star guy from Maryland. Marquis Anderson, four-star guy. I think he's top of the line in the state. Pringle, elite. Thompson, elite. Uh, don't forget about Jatavia Shivers either. You know, he says, I can't wait until yeah. we can do what Notre Dame did to us, lean on them and tire them out. Yeah, be careful about that, though, because um, SEC. They've seen it before. Even the, <laughs> even the best offensive lines yeah. in this league, man, have bad days, so. Yeah, just um, reminder, Stetson Bennett did throw for 4,000 yards this past year. <laughs> and that was an elite line. Um, heard someone on the Clemson board said Cam Pringle said he's going to flip to Voy Fegan. I don't know about that. I don't pay much attention to what goes on on that board. Mm. Big Slam of Genesis are always something preventing us from having nice things. Yeah, cue the Taylor Swift, right? And it's been such a while since the – since the influence of the university outside of the athletic department has had a negative impact on a player. Um, so it just stings all the, as much, you know, cause it's like, man, you felt like that was behind you. Right. You know, it's yeah. like maybe the university is going to get out of its way when it comes to the athletics department and not, 
I don't know. You know, I don't want to say too much, but not, you know, just put a microscope onto something and, and just react without, you know, it's terribly unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's terribly unfortunate, Phil. That, that's my thing. It's just, I'm like, uh, it's heartbroken for this kid. Yeah. I mean, you know, this kid is a victim. Okay. Uh, people can say what they want. This kid is a victim. I mean, uh, I know his dream was to play at South Carolina too. You know, I mean, and it's not like it was academic. I mean, he's an honors kid. You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he, he the academic at Mrs. Department sometimes hold gums things up yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, but look, uh, you know, they got him in. He was in the student directory. It was done. I know. Yep. It was done. Jeez. Um. Anyone got the press? All right. Brian says, when I order at Taco Bell, the kiosk, I've been putting my name in as Trojan, so I feel cool. Trajan, so I feel cool. But I don't think the staff buys it by the way they look at me. <laughs> probably not. No, probably not. Uh, anyone got it the president's email? <laughs> I think we should all send a welcoming message. Uh, Phil could probably effort that. Yeah, you know what? I, I had that pulled up here. <laughs> Daddy O's daughter knows Cam Pringle, says he's a totally grounded, family-first kind of guy. That's exactly what you want. Yeah, you can tell when he's talking because he, he's talking about his mom loving the Gamecocks and said he was an all-in type of guy. And, you know, from his based on his social media presence, it's like he and Dante Reno are going to be like the dynamic duo out there trying to recruit. So, I mean, Reno's been doing it for a while, but Cam yeah. obviously is an elite player. Uh, and look, if the Gamecocks get Michael Smith and Wendell Gregory, what that that is a terrific start for four people, right? Because they're all top, uh, you know, I guess Reno's not a top 247 guy. Man, he's like top 250, but they're all four-star guys. You know, Pringle should be a five. Should be. He's the number one tackle in the country. I mean, most of those guys end up being fives. Gregory's a six-foot-four linebacker with a boatload of offers. And uh, Smith is one of the best tight ends in the country. All are, like, top ten at their position. Well, Reno's 20th, but, you know, hey, I'll, I'll take his arm over a lot of them, man. Um, 76 is I realize it may be asking a lot of the youngsters, but Rames and Umi Azulu will have every shot to make early contributions. Depth is a real issue. Yeah, ideally those guys would be your second string. But uh, it's a blessing they came in early. Because, you know, I, th I think when you have spring and you have summer and, you know, you're a little bit more well-adjusted and you're kind of used to it, your chances of playing end up getting a little bit higher. You know, not always, but a little bit higher. Um, people are talking about, uh, I would say Grayson Howard could probably hold his ground at edge. Yeah, they're going to start him at linebacker, though, because he may have to start at well linebacker this year. Uh, or he may be. I'll put it, all right, not have to. I'll put it this way. I think he may be the best linebacker on the team right now, you know, yeah. because of Mo Kaba's injury. Uh, I, I think that may be, you know, you may, this just may be a very young defense next year. Jeez. Uh, Falkenberry asks, is Xavier Hardy a no? I, I have not confirmed that completely. I just think it's up in the air. Elijah Caldwell will be better than Jakari. He's much faster. Thank you, Andrew. Andrew's from Rock Hill. He'll know. Um, Clint Lightham at Shrine Bowl. Meredith comes in. Good morning, Gamecock Nation. Good morning, Meredith. 
Uh, Hutt says, Colorado is great for running. A lot of elite runners go out there and train due to the altitude. Awesome. Uh, I don't know what kind of track program the Buffaloes have, though. Mm. Um, Clint says, Emi Azulu is my favorite player in the class. He's one of mine, too. I think yeah. he can be great, but not sure about this season. He's thin. Yeah, he's got to put it on. Clint had forgotten about Aramis Hillary. How can you? Uh, Gassing Up Gaming says, how do you feel about the line coming in? Both lines. Um, I mean, I think they've been fine at tackle for a while. I, th- I think, you know, you look at the defensive tackle recruiting, it's been fine. Uh, I think edge is an issue. Uh, I think missing on Jay Sean Barham last year uh, ended up being bigger than we thought. But he was a freshman All-American and, and really played well at Maryland, and they probably could have used him. I don't know if they have him standing up or with his hand down, though. But, uh, you know, 76 says you can move around guys like Taka Hemingway. What about this? Uh, Phil, I'm going to ask you this question. What if you th- what if I threw this out? I think Nick Barrett and T.J. Sanders could handle being a zero technique nose, right? And I think okay. Tonka, I think Tonka and Boogie – are quick enough D tackles to play a, the big end spots in a three, four. Then if you're three man front, you've got your buck and outside linebackers. Uh, you have guys like that, like Brian Thomas, Jr. Like Ben Morton, Scott, like Jordan Strawn, even. Um, and then with the younger defensive ends, you can always, you know, switch it up on passing downs. If you want, I, I don't know. You know, yeah, I, rotate them in. That's what I was that. thinking. If you put your youth and and inexperience in there, confine the role to get the quarterback. You know, yes, <laughs> yeah, get after, get go after, after the man with the ball. <laughs> uh, by the way, Memphis receiver transfer Eddie Lewis, and uh, that got my the Millie Lewis theme song going through my head That's again. Right. She's good. What it takes. That's how I remember his name. I'm not calling him Eddie Griffin anymore. That's right. <laughs> Millie Lewis. That's How about right. That? Um, he's enrolled in that Carolina now, so he's in. In. So, good, good for him. He's a I like him. I think that kid could be pretty good. I was watching some of his tape, and I like kids from New York City, too, that are football stars because they have to overcome, like, oh, I don't know, not having any part of play football. Yeah. <laughs> You know, playing on asphalt, it yeah, really toughens you up. <laughs> basketball court every couple of, uh, especially in Harlem, that's on Manhattan, uh, Island of Manhattan. There's just, you know, Harlem, Harlem, New York's finest. So, by the way, great movie. Harlem Nights, underrated movie. No, oh, yeah. In the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things. Red Fox is in it. Then the president's email is easy, by the way. It's just president at sc.edu. Yeah, what are the chances he doesn't have somebody checking that? Oh, I'm sure they've got at the least general one or two people email. that filter that. Yeah, general yeah. president email. Yeah, come mm, on. Yeah, so president. That's all they're going to give you. Contrast <laughs> uh, says, I agree with you on Caldwell. JC always bet on Rock Hill athletes. Yep. Fentrell Cypress and Stephen Gilmore are two unrecruited guys that excelled. Yeah. They didn't know how much bigger Stephen Gilmore was going to get. I think he had some grade. I think they would have taken him, but he had maybe some grades that had caused him to go to Marshall. Uh, Fentrell was just—I don't know. I wasn't really. I didn't really blame him for not taking him. To be honest, I wasn't. You know, so um, wokeism does doesn't base anything on facts. <laughs> Feelings change, and facts don't. 
Brian says, I go to Colorado in a second. That nutrition staff will be working 24-7 for my ass. <laughs> hey, man, throw another steak on the Barbie. Yeah, man. <laughs> so Lance had a big weekend. The Dowell Log and Stouts were flowing. All right. Yeah, you on Twitter, man. Yeah, man. says, I don't know what I just typed. Please disregard it. Yeah, I I thought that was maybe a text to somebody you saw. Uh, (laughs) Krager says, um, all right, so so first of all, Joe says, to your knowledge, how often do situations similar to Jeff Coat happen that don't make headlines? I've never heard anything like this. Well, here, I can tell you, Joe, if when you consider that this happened on a single player on a single team, now let's remove Power 5 football from it. I'm sure it happens quite a bit to your everyday kids and things like that. It would not surprise me. It would not surprise me. I'll put it that way. I have no knowledge. <laughs> I've talked to nobody. But no. it made news in headlines because it was Jeff Coat. And I would imagine that the university flexes its, you know, abilities to do things like this. And at times against, you know, average Joe applicants or transfers that we just don't hear about. Yeah. Because if and, you're willing to say, do it on this grand stage, you're doing it behind the scenes. Yeah. Period. And, and, and there's been a lot of anecdotal stuff out there about situations like this where guys are wrongfully uh, railroaded and it comes out that, you know, <laughs> that, that, well, it was a fact-free accusation, if you will. Uh, hell, Rolling Stone Magazine wrote an entire article about it. <laughs> At Virginia. They, yeah. I think, I think they, I don't think they bulldozed the fraternity house, but uh, I think they were talking about it like it was like Jenny Gump's house from Forrest Gump. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> happened. And the story was wild too. I mean, like, oh, threw me down on broken glass, and I had, yeah. You know, I mean, and it was all made up. I'm not saying that that, that that's the norm. I think that's those no, are anecdotal, yeah. but I'm saying that you can't just blanket. All right, I, I, I'm gonna get in trouble because I'm. Gonna, you guys are gonna figure it, but you can't just blanket blame a group of people for something. To me, that's prejudice, bias, whatever you want to call it. Shane just tweeted a welcome home. Is that true? Yeah. All right. Nice. 76 says, I believe Dante Reno will see a huge jump in his rankings before arriving. His arm is elite. Can't wait to see his senior season footage. Yeah, me too. All right, we're going to take a break. I'm going to look at this welcome home thing. Uh, And we'll see see what happens. If I have any news, I'll pass it along. Back after these messages, it's the show on a Monday. Hey, man. Are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone sent you. 
If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? This is Fresh and All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, one of the last places on the internet where the salaciousness of your charges does not outweigh the facts of your case. (laughs) Amen, Phil. That was classic. All right, so there's no welcome home, Marcus, but I, I think I know what happened. Um. Twitter, I'd love to go back to the old Twitter where it just kind of goes in the order, you know, where it comes out. Because I got on there the other day and I didn't look at the timestamp and I thought there was a welcome home too. Luckily, I wasn't doing the show because I would have gone, baby, welcome home, and there wasn't. That's okay. Let's see, delete it. But thanks, Marcus. We appreciate you doing that. Howard says the one who made the decision on Jeff Coat were Clemson graduates. I heard Clemson graduates do work at the school. No, it's uh. No, but they do Clemson sit on the board. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> not a Clemson graduate. Uh, Quantrell's not worried about Edge. He says the portal post-spring will help a lot. Yeah, there is another they, opportunity to take some good players. Yeah. I think they'll add one or two. I just don't know how good they'll be. Uh, that And that's the that's a big problem, too. And that's why Jeff Goat was kind of important. Because uh, you, you can ask around, like, okay, so last year, there just weren't a lot of offensive linemen. Uh, in the portal at all uh, that were quality. And the few they had were gobbled up. This year, there's not a lot of quality edge. There's some names in there that uh, are kind of like they can't play. <laughs> they're not very good. Um, they're just big names out of high school. So uh, we'll see. But, yeah, I mean, like the kid from Coastal ended up going to Michigan. You know, that's uh, – and that kid's good, but he's not – I don't know, you know. So that's uh, that's kind of what they're dealing with. Uh, right now, Brian, uh, don't forget when Keith gets on, Brian wants to know if Boston's coming back next year. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, let's be sure to ask Keith that because I have no idea. Um, JC was referring to the bogus Rolling Stone article about uh, UVA. Uh, just got here. Uh, but if you're talking about the UNC allega- accusations against the lacrosse team, that chick ended up going to prison for unaliving her boyfriend. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that was the Duke, that. It was Duke, actually. The Duke lacrosse team. Yeah, Duke team. lacrosse scandal, yeah. yeah that, that was a while back. That was kind of the first deal of all this. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's just, you know, fact-free, fact-free. Um, and and the, 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 the bottom line is if you – if this were a very serious issue, and, and I guess sometimes non-serious people – uh, make non-serious decisions about non-serious issues, and that, that's the best way I can describe it. And yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit insulting. Um, if it were a serious issue, the University of Missouri would have never had him back. Right. I mean, I mean you have to. Yeah, from one august body to another. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, say what you want about other schools in the SEC. You know, Missouri's not a school that's out there, you know, winning at all costs where football rules. I mean, they've had a lot of issues out there, right? Uh, they just assume kick somebody out of school, you know? Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're talking about the school with the, the, the quote unquote poop swastika and stuff. I mean, you know, that's Missouri. So you, they don't need the trouble, right? They're like, okay, bye. You know, they don't care enough about football to say, all right, you're, if it were a serious issue, so tell me how it's a, more of a serious issue here. Yeah, after three years, it's not. Mm-hmm. But it's not a serious person or group of people making this decision. Ah, <laughs> uh, Lance. Lance was scrolling on Twitter because Marcus said there was a welcome home. <laughs> that will lock us lattes. Um, Clint says out happy. He's in Arkansas. Yeah, Jeff Goat's out. Uh, JC, um, Clemson graduates on the board of trustees. JC, it seems like you need to do a 30 minute solo pod on how this is possible. I need to look that up. Uh, I think there were maybe one or two, but I, I haven't, I haven't gone through everybody's bio, but, um, I'll say this, that the people that have been problematic on the board of trustees aren't Clemson yeah, grads there. They aren't the ones, you know. Yeah, they're not the ones there. So, you know, but the, the, the Thad Westbrook's now the chair. Um, You know, say what you want about Thad. He's pretty athletics friendly and, and all that. I know that that group of them right there, you know, the, uh, the Caslin posse or whatever is not the most popular group on the planet. But, uh, yeah, I think he's, I think he's actually, we hadn't heard much about the BOT lately, right? So nope. that's a good thing. We hadn't heard right. much about him. So that, that's a good yeah. thing. Um, Crager says Boston's the number one pick. She's not coming back. Man, she makes a lot of NIL money, though, so financially she may make more coming back. But, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, different set of circumstances for the W than it is the NBA. Yeah. NBA, she'd have been gone. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if the I mean, money in the W were the same as the NBA, then, yeah, yeah. she'd be gone. But, you know, so that's that's the deal there. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's the thing. But um, yeah, Eddie Lewis, I think uh, I think I, you watch that kid. He may be pretty good. I mean, I, I think uh, he, he did some nice things on film. Uh, there's some things I like about him better than I liked about Corey Rucker. His production isn't as high as Corey's was at Arkansas State. But uh, you know, it's uh, uh, I think it's a, it's a pretty good pickup and it's yet another state in the union that, that Carolina can kind of cross off on their roster. I don't think they have anybody from New York. Uh, so you got New York, you got New Jersey now, you got PA. 
Delaware, Maryland, D.C., Virginia. I mean, all. I think that. I think you know once Dante Reno gets, if you count Dante Reno as Connecticut, I think from because I always say South Carolina's recruiting territory is Miami to Maine, right? Right. Just go up yeah. and down ninety five, and you you can get enough players, and yeah, you got to work you got to work west too, and go to Georgia and stuff like that. But um, so I think I think if you counted Reno in this bunch, you know, and I know he's not there yet, um, you'd have every state from Miami to Maine, except like Maine itself. Uh, and Reno's from Massachusetts because of school in Connecticut. So can we count that twice? Can we count both those? I think so. Massachusetts I'm go goes to it. school. Yeah, why not? Why yeah, not? I'm going to go ahead and do it. And so, you missed so Rhode Island, Island, but I mean, you know. You're, it's a, you're, it's you're missing <laughs> Maine, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Now, there was a kid from Rhode Island that went to Michigan that was like the 15th pick in the draft uh, a couple of years ago, but they, they don't necessarily put players out. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, so that'll be like every state up and down the East Coast if you can count Reno. Reno's big because he counts for two. <laughs> Massachusetts, <laughs> well, you know, and, and they they did ha- they did have that kid that went to Assumption. Carlin Spatel was from Massachusetts, yeah. so uh, and I think that's very wise. I think I think South Carolina working north south is uh, you talk about access to the SEC and proximity. You know, South Carolina is the closest. To a lot of those. I mean, you know, there's some, like, depending on where you're at in Northern Virginia, you maybe could make it to Knoxville if you get on 81 quicker than making it to South Carolina. But, you know, South Carolina is, is a popular school for students uh, up and down the East Coast. So keep on rocking in the free world. Uh, Ryan said, I just can't, I'm just glad when all my friends see me, I can brag about my university's morality. Well, we get torched on the edge. I see what you're saying, but I think this is an immoral decision. I think anything based on, you know, uh, feelings and not facts, when you factually and negatively impact someone else's life, is morally wrong. Morally wrong. I don't. I don't think there's any kind of like gray area here where you can say, well, they were just trying to do the right thing. That that's never the right thing. I don't care who you are. Um, and if the situation were reversed and I knew about it, I'd probably say the same thing. This is morally wrong. <laughs> like, like if a kid had gotten into school, you know, having done something, you know, this is, you know, look, I'm not, this, this is not Johnny McComerson football helmet head time here. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about life, you know, and that, that's, what's got me uh, troubled is that this is a life decision that, you know, feelings over facts prevail. And that's scary when you talk about, I mean, heck, what happens when we get old, man? And uh, is somebody just going to feel like, oh, everybody that's 70 needs to die today? I feel that way. Because you grew up during a time where, I mean, I don't know, I could get into that over and over. (laughs) This is not Dr. Michael Savage, right? (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that's right. All right, so we won't do that, but uh, Jafala says thoughts on the Ed Reed situation. I think it's unfortunate. I, I, you know, look, man, I I'm a kind of a fan of HBCU football because I know a lot of the coaches that level. They're great. Co- there are a lot of really great coaches that, for what they don't get paid a whole lot. Um, I enjoy the the passion their fans bring, the marching bands and all that. And I do think over time, you know, I used to never understand why they 
you know, never made the FCS playoffs and all that because they're good athletes, good players. Um, I think a lot of them, though, uh, and, and this is probably the case with Bethune Cookman, you know, that they, they need funding and they, they, they have a lot of challenges that they face. Uh, and I think that Bethune Cookman's got probably got some challenges, and, and, and you know, Ed Reed probably had some disagreements, and he's a passionate guy. As we all know, go watch the video of his halftime speech at Miami. I'm hurt, dog. I'm hurt. <laughs> we ain't doing it. So, I mean, I think that's the deal uh, there. I think it's just a disagreement. I appreciate his passion. Uh, certainly think uh, Ed Reed, you know, is someone that can can really teach a lot of kids a little something about how to play the game. You know. Um, Quattrell said Ed was right about a lot of his stuff, but damn, man, keep it in-house. <laughs> I get you. I get you. Um, you know, Quattrell said, hell, Carolina should post a satellite campus in the heart of Baltimore at this point with all the recruiting. USC Baltimore has a nice ring to it. <laughs> South Carolina Satellite Campus. By the way, on our Instagram the other night, uh, somebody somebody that helps me with Instagram noticed Michael Oxley was wearing a Jumpman outfit at the I Eagles saw that. game. <laughs> and I thought they were Mr. Under Armour school, right? So we were sure to point that out. Uh, Emacio says, Nick went to, Nick Carver went to Colorado for a visit. Any concerns? I, mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't know that Carolina's the leader, so I... I don't know about concerns like, oh, Carolina was going to get him if it weren't for, if it weren't for those damn kids. No, if it weren't for Colorado. <laughs> uh, is it a concern? Could he end up there? You know, look, Deion Sanders doing a great job recruiting. Um, if he's going to play tight end, I think Tim Brewster is the tight ends coach and Tim can certainly recruit. Uh is he going to go run track there? What, what's the academic situation like at Colorado? Those are all the things, NIL, those are all the things that are important. Um, Macadinius thinks Michigan's the leader. He loves His mom loves the school. He has family there. Yeah. Um, Joey G says a lot of competition for Harbor. Uh, Saunders says he thinks it's Michigan. I, w- I would probably still give Michigan the edge, I, but I think South Carolina's right there, and I think, I think they're going to continue to work it, and I don't think that they're out of it. Right now, and yeah. I think that getting guys in like Pringle and, and getting you know closing the deal with Big Tree, and, and and I think they're the Gamecocks are in great shape for Umi Azulu's uh, 2024 teammate Braylon Lee after the visit this past weekend. There's a little news for you. Mm. Um, so all that good stuff. Uh, Peterson mentions Colorado's a great horticultural school, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I want to love you. Like. Uh, All right. Keith up coming up on the other side. The show rolls on after this. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? 
That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Up, up, easy. He's got a tire by the tail he has. He better hang on too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864 864- 414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Go Cox! Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. The show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call to potentially or talk to them about potentially enclosing a patio or porch at your home. I'd be happy to talk to you 803-446-4662. And we are joined as we generally are on Monday on the McKellar Enterprises guest line by none other than Keith Alsep, the Cockfather, host of Locked on the Game Cox podcast. Check him out on Patreon. Uh, become a VIP member and get a lot of exclusive access to Keith and all of his circle. Keith, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm no longer the cock father. I am the Title IX expert. <laughs> the Title IX expert. <laughs> yes. So You do have your hands into, uh, you know, women's basketball. I know you've got good connections there and all that. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. Pete. Nope. <laughs> Happy Monday. So. All right. Yeah, I was going to say, let's just get into it. Just just let it rip, dude. Just let it rip. (laughs) So, JC has had his sources on on the football side of this cluster, you know what. A lot of frustration. Well, it rarely happens, but it just so happens that I happen to have a source on the uh, Trajan Jeffcoat side of this uh, with his team. And so on Thursday, I got a text. It's not happening. 
it's a hard no. This uh, Molly Toronto woman who's now been exposed all over the internet. She is not budging. It's over. My info's up to date. And then I guess Friday afternoon, Missouri, because up until that point, Judy Van Horn and Ray Tanner, according to my source, were really not willing to help Shane Beamer. All right. And so I talked to another friend of mine who's a lawyer and got in who is a represents uh, guys that are brought up or have a Title IX filing against them. And essentially, you hope as a as a co college co-ed as a male that you you cannot have sex with a co-ed on campus. Like if if that happens to you, you'd rather try your luck in criminal court, okay? Like run to the police and say this girl says that you raped her, but you don't think you did because once you get a Title IX filing, it's essentially like a uh, securing a grand jury indictment. Like they have the panel, they have the prosecutor, they give her side and they read his side and then it's her side. And I'm a girl dad, okay? I'm not defending any rapists. And uh, I've made my feelings very known on what would happen if somebody did that to my daughter. You would, it'd be national news because there'd be a lot of, carnage probably me included but in title in these title nine situations is you are guilty not until you're proven innocent you're guilty and that finding follows you for the rest of your career because you don't get to cross-examine the witnesses you don't get to put on a your own case they read it. It's he said, she said. Okay, this is the same lady that suspended Jalen Brooks. And let's just say I know all of the details of that, and that was total hogwash. Okay. And so, at any rate, Trajan Jeff Coat, I, I misstated. He was not exonerated. Nobody gets exonerated from a Title IX finding. It's he said, she said, and she's always right. Whether you ghosted her, whether you didn't call her back, whether you decided you were not that into her. Uh, if her parents have the juice to file a Title IX, you're in trouble. Okay, and it could be like only the second or third sexual encounter of your life and you could actually like the girl and people could make fun of her for having sex with a nerd and she could decide you raped her and so she's filing a Title IX complaint. It happens. And so that's neither here nor there. What, what happened was 
Trajan Jeffcoat had a finding. He probably got some bad advice from his original counsel in Columbia, Missouri. And so for the next year, he had to attend mandatory counseling multiple times a week, which he never missed a session. He had to perform over 100 hours of community service, which he did without fail. He graduated with honors. He became an all-SEC football player at an SEC institution, and that was not good enough for Molly Pirano. No. Ray Tanner and Judy Van Horn not helping. Then on Friday, Ray Tanner and members of the administration get a letter outlining what an exemplary young man and student, not student athlete, just student, that Trajan Jeffcoat had been since that incident. Everything that he had done, including graduating with honors. And so yesterday morning at like 7 30 central i get a text saying hey there's a chance i'll call you so i get information that now ray tanner after reading this letter and probably judy van horn since she works for ray tanner that they were going to push for trajan jeffco to get admitted to south carolina today they thought there would be a meeting today. Now, they still didn't know, you know, Molly Pirano, uh, but, you know, I have heard secondhand that in the discussions with one of the attorneys from the, his team, they told her all the schools that were lined up ready to take Trajan Jeffcoat, and they said, well, why shouldn't South Carolina take Trajan Jeffcoat? And she said, Ohio State wouldn't take him. And one of the attorneys who happens to keep up with college football was like, dude, you do realize Urban Meyer was your head football coach who recruited and coached murderers at Florida and protected a psychopath wide receivers coach who beat the shit out of his wife on the regular. And so to me, it's a holier than thou and it's a travesty and it's an immoral decision. I'm with JC. I, I logged on so I could hear some of your talk before the break. And here's the thing is other schools, this does not happen because they are aligned. Okay. There is complete alignment from the athletics department to from the coaching staff for the boosters, the coaching staff, the board of trustees, the administration, the athletic department, everybody is aligned in winning and they make winning decisions. Never in my life has South Carolina, the University of South Carolina, formerly known as U of SC. Why? I don't know. That's the stupidest damn thing I've ever seen. Probably because a bag of dumber than a bag of Caslins came up with it. But the University of South Carolina has never been aligned. Okay. When I was in school in the eighties. Okay. And they kicked James Holderman out for a litany of crimes, including embezzlement and sexual harassment of pages 
Okay, Arthur Smith became the president. And you know what he did? He changed the academic standards to where you could only take 12 hours in summer school to be eligible. And South Carolina flunked out about 28 guys, several of whom went to the NFL, including Gerald Perry, who went to Dreer High School in Columbia. And so throughout my time of following South Carolina athletics, I've never seen total alignment towards winning. And, and this example is just the latest in a long line of cases where the university is not in complete alignment to winning because it wasn't just Arkansas that's willing to take him and JC knows all the schools that were willing to take him. And I know a lot of the schools. And you know what, Phil? You know what, listeners? A lot of those schools are a lot tougher to get into than South Carolina because some of them are not state-supported schools. They're private schools and Power 5 conferences that were ready to take it. And you can't be at a competitive disadvantage in your own league. You can't lose guys to other schools in your own league that want to play for you and that can make a difference for you. And so that's my thing. That's all I've got to say about that. I will add this, JC, and not to get into any politi political discourse at all. But one of my sources is probably one of the most liberal Democrats in America. And he despised the Trump administration except for he heaped praise on them for them trying to rein in this Title IX situation because you are guilty regardless. It's like a kangaroo court almost. It's like a, a, the not, a, well, I'm not going to get into it, but it, it's an unfair system, okay? And to me, this was an immoral, unfair decision that impacts a guy that was wrongly accused that paid his punished his debt, that came to counseling, did community service, went back to school, became an all SEC football player, and graduated with honors from a school that's harder to get into than the University of South Carolina, even though there's a lot of hillbillies out there. All right, so 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 Sunday Tanner was willing to go. And we didn't finish that. So what ultimately happened? Was it just still a no? Did the president, was it did the buck stop with uh, Aramides? So he would have been the ultimate decider. But my understanding was the meeting was to take place today with Jeff Coat, with his team, with Beamer, Tanner, probably Judy Van Horn, and that uh, Tanner was probably – you know, at that point, willing to go to bat with uh, President Aramidas for Trajan Jeffcoat. But now I just think it's a moot point because he went to Arkansas and he committed. And I don't know if he's already, if he's just staying out there and enrolling in classes or what's happening. But, you know, it's a it's a it's the story of South Carolina's. Uh, long history of a day late and a dollar short and 
why didn't you push for this letter before now? And, and why is a letter that's essentially general? I mean, it wasn't like there were any revelations in this letter. Why are you willing to say, well, okay, Friday, Friday, late on Friday, I got this letter. We've talked over the phone on the weekend. I'm, I'm ready to support it now. And then, well, too late. Yeah, it should have been quicker. And, and really, just on the, the, the basic face of the Ohio State, look, look, let me just tell you something about Ohio State. They're the most hypocritical. I mean, Ohio State, man, I, I, I deal with recruiting now. Look, I get a call from a Clemson source. This isn't even South Carolina. Clemson. We can't get this player. I was like, why? He's, you know, that's kind of right up your alley. Two million NIL at Ohio State. Can't get him. All right? This kid's right up, you know, I'm not going to say who the kid is, but he's from an adjacent state. The type of player Clemson's gotten all the time. From a place, the area in the country, Clemson makes a living. Uh, to me, the next day, Gene Smith, their hypocritical athletic director, is out there talking about, we got to get this out of recruiting. We got to get this out of paper play. You know, And guess who's in charge of the collective up there? Who's part of it? Urban Meyer. Who's bored as you know what? Who's a competitor? And you know he's out there playing GM. And you know, corrupt. So, 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 yeah, a let history me just tell of you, corruptness. Let me just tell you something about Ohio State. You know, they could, they, nah, that, that's, that's BS. She's lying. That's a lie. But that's that's where lie. she got her undergraduate degree. Well, she's lying. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, I, she, she's, I mean, it, but look, like I said, like I said at the beginning, she, I think, she, I think uh, people these days live in a, a fact free environment and feelings over facts. And uh, when that kind of thinking, uh, gets put in charge of anything, uh, there's going to be some very uh, North Korean-type decisions that take place. This is exactly what this reminds me of, North Korea. It, it's just a, a wokeness epidemic that is sweeping all college campuses. I mean, basically, college campuses, like, some in, on the West Coast and, and in the Ivy League are are declining to have certain speakers on their campus. They're, it's censorship, or they, they come and pull them off the stage uh, because of the woke uh, liberalism that, and, and, and you know, I mean, it, it's just a fact. I mean, I'm I'm already my daughter's not even ten yet, and I'm already looking for suitable universities overseas someplace for her to attend to escape the wokeness. Just better not be Europe, man, because <laughs> Europe's a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little, they passed this train. This train left that station a long time ago. But yeah, and look, I, college campuses have always been this way since the '60s, right? They've always been somewhat liberal, but there's always been like with decisions. It, it, it's usually like, especially academic decisions. It, it's it's a, it's been based on fact and feelings. That that's was uh, disgusting. This and I hate it that the kid um, is denied his dream because I know for a fact it was his dream to play here. 
He grew up here, honor student, uh, has a child, was a father, okay? And that's not some secret. I mean, he's an older guy. I mean, he's 20-something years old. He's a father, you know? And you're just going to toss him away over some BS that the school, and I'm going to say this right now, uh, knowing this, I'm not getting into the details of the situation, but knowing the situation and, and, and kind of who some of the connections were in that situation, uh, that kid would have not been at school at Missouri had it been a huge deal. He would have been out, period. And then knowing all the crap that's happened at Missouri uh, along different lines, I mean, you know, that university really, they weren't going to risk a black eye over somebody that's uh, awful. And, and, and they honestly don't, are allegedly are less committed to football than South Carolina, allegedly. All right, Keith, so hey, I had a question. Go ahead. Oh, so now go ahead. Let me, let's get to the questions. I like oh, no, it's about we're about to we're about to change the subject of women's basketball. So if this is football, oh, so all right, so hey, so lost in uh, the angst and consternation over Trajan Jeffcoat and the euphoria over Cam Pringle and what sets up to be probably a a beautiful week for twenty twenty four recruiting and the twenty three. Welcome home. I don't know when that's going to be announced, but when there's generally only one 2023 visitor on campus and you get a welcome home, you kind of, you know, there's not a lot of mystery there. Mm -hmm. But lost in all of the stuff. How about Shane Beamer rolling Mike Peterson right under a moving bus on Saturday during his media interview? Did you catch that? It was kind of a subtle shot. But he was asked a question about edge and defensive end, and he said, well, basically, he was like, the recruiting at that position until Sterling Lucas got here was not good enough. (laughs) Mike Peterson did lose some guys, man, now. I mean, uh, and I actually mentioned Jay Sean Barham earlier. Um, as a as a guy that you know, Carolina lost him, and you kind of think, well, maybe he's a year away. But boy, he was he's really he was good. Down. He's really good. So, and, and what uh, about the the linebacker, uh, the dude at Penn State? He, you know, that they they you know said for a long time, oh, we're probably not taking him because of grades they didn't think they were going to get him and then they got him i can't remember his name but he's got a real football name and he's really good oh um, yes the freshman he's yeah. a freshman too gosh it was uh man abdul carter abdul carter that's it hey, my brain that's is a coming li- back, that's a linebacker just, name yeah, you dude. got it there my brain's coming back. I've been, I've been calling awesome. uh, Eddie uh, Eddie Lewis, Eddie Griffin all week, and uh, all that good stuff. So, hey, yeah, uh, and I got I got your text uh, yesterday, Keith. Eddie got, Lewis in the news. Eddie Lewis in the got, news. Got, got a new drug. The power of love. Yeah, Keith, it, I got baby. your I got your text yesterday about that. And for those of you who don't know, I do talk to Keith outside of this, and uh, I didn't want to say the reason I did not call you back and didn't want to hear it was because of what you just did right there. I wanted you to just lay it all out. And I was worried I'd say bits and pieces. So uh, that was amazing, and thank you. 
<laughs> uh, all right. Somebody asked earlier, is Aaliyah Boston going to go to the WNBA after this year? What are your thoughts? Yes. I mean, she's going to be the number one pick. You know, she's probably going to win a national champ, uh, a second national championship, which at that point makes her the GOAT, right? Uh, essentially, that would be all three years there was a Final Four. South Carolina would have been in the Final Four. In two of those three years, they would win national championships. And it probably would have been three out of four if they went, can win this one because the 2020 team, that starting five, was unbeatable. Uh, and so, yes, I, I think she definitely will. Now, you know, could a major upset in the NCAA tournament and some unfinished business change your mind because I'm going to tell you who don't have a problem with NIL money because of her connections is Dawn Staley. Okay. Mm -hmm. And some of those, these girls who are seniors this year could come back. Now the way Zia Cook is playing, if I'm her and she continues on this hot streak, her drafts uh, stock will never be higher than it is right now. Leah Boston Hell, she would have been the number one pick probably as a freshman. She would have been the number one pick as a sophomore, certainly. Certainly, she would have been the number one pick last year. And this year, she will definitely be the number one pick. And so, unless, you know, a team that is undesirable for her, like has happened in football, you know, John Elway didn't want to go to a team, so he sat out of a draft. Eli Manning didn't want to go to the Chargers. Who, by the way, why, why is Brandon Staley still employed by the Chargers when they could get Sean Payton? But anyway, I digress. Um, you know, it'd have to be something – you know, to really upset the apple cart, in my opinion, for her not to be the number one pick and to be drafted into the WNBA and probably get a lot of big endorsements because she's a 6'5 girl, uh, you know, that's an island girl and has a beautiful personality and a million-dollar smile. And she's done something no other player in the history of South Carolina women's basketball has done, not – Asia Wilson, not Elena Coates, probably because they played together, but 73 career double-doubles, and she's got a bunch of games left. Um, she already set the record for consecutive double-doubles in the SEC. Now she has the career record. She broke Sheila Foster's record, who played women's basketball at South Carolina when I was in high school. Gamecocks will not have to play a game, most likely, outside of the state of South Carolina until the Final Four in Dallas this year. That is correct. Regional is in Greenville at the Bon Secours Wellness Arena. As is the SEC tournament. So wow. they'll they'll conclude the regular season at home. They'll go to Greenville for the SEC tournament. They'll return to the friendly confines of Colonial Life Arena for the first two rounds. And then, so this year, J.C., uh, there, again, there's only two regionals. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, instead of four. Yeah. Right. They've gone down uh, to two locations. And so you'll have 32 teams in Greenville, or not 32. Uh, eight. I eight guess, and eight. Eight and eight. Like the sweet, because it'll be down to 16 after the first two rounds at home. And so you'll have eight teams at Greenville and eight somewhere out on the West Coast. And probably Stanford will be the number one seed out there. Should be, uh, yeah, interesting. That uh, that one's at Seattle at uh, at Climate Pledge Arena. So. Uh, which is the new arena they built for the Seattle Kraken, the NHL uh, franchise. Uh, and I think they're going to get an NBA franchise back out there as well. All right, Keith. They should. L- great segment. I mean, that, that may be one of the most epic segments of the history of the, the show. So that's uh, we got to thank you for that. Ho- hopefully somebody learned something because I learned, I asked a lot of questions. And mm-hmm. it just so happened, you know, I was able to, spend a lot of time on the phone and I took some notes and uh, I mean, really the letter was kind of innocuous. Like my thing was, well, why do you need a letter that only uh, says that? So it's you know, a little maybe weird it's, to me. It's uh, the whole thing stinks to high heaven is my, Grandmother used to say. Totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> All right, Keith, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Carolina's probably, we didn't even talk about this. So next Wednesday, Carolina may be sitting on a top five class for 2024 with uh, two or three big old pickups. And uh, that class is looking really, really good. So hopefully uh, none of them, um, you know, piss anybody off. Yeah, it off should be. It should be a great point. week. So, yeah. JC, what's the, la- what's the latest you're hearing? on Nicholas Harbor because my source who happened to speak to a source, the South Carolina coaches, according to this information, think they are getting Nicholas Harbor. I think it's a coin flip. I think it's a crap shoot, right? Like you don't know, like, you know, Jordan Birch was staying until he wasn't. Yeah. And that's always the case. It's kind of like in uh, that Kevin uh, Costner movie for love of the game. He shows up late and uh, he says, well, you know, when have I ever been late? And he's like, well, hell, nobody's late until they are. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, he's not, not, he's coming here until he's not. Yeah. Carolina still feels got the same thing. I've heard the exact same thing about that. And then, uh, you know, there's, uh, some more guys that are going to be worked. And then, uh, I think with, uh, they're going to have to go in the portal for edge after spring practice, which is not ideal, but, um, can I ask you one is, more question? Yes, sir. So I'm, I kind of, I kind of, bird dog the Twitter accounts of certain individuals inside the USC football office. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed the guys that they have most recently following. So JC, you remember a few years ago, that group of kids from Miami, they used to always come up to South Carolina as part of a Southern swing. They'd go to 
you know, Gainesville, yeah. Tallahassee, they'd go to Athens, come to South Carolina and Clemson and circle sure. all around. So there was this kid who was a big five-star recruit for the class of 2021. And the day they came to South Carolina, he put out on his Twitter account, he was reclassifying to the class of 2020 and was announcing his commitment. So there was a lot of message board panic and jubilation by some people who thought, well, my God, he's in Columbia. He must be committing to the Gamecocks. Well, he didn't. He committed to Texas A&M, and he enrolled a year early, which he probably shouldn't have. And his name's Donnell Harris, and he's in the transfer portal. Have you uh, spoken to any of your sources about him because – I, you know, it's been quiet. I have asked about him. Um, and all I got was a we'll see. <laughs> so usually that's a pretty good sign. Uh, well, I mean, especially after last night's news. Like, so I do like this hour-long Sunday night football show last night. Laying all this Jeff Coat stuff out, talking about Beamer, talking about Cam Pringle, who we didn't talk about. Literally and figuratively, what a huge commitment for huge South commitment Carolina, for right? South Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. And so then and at so the very end. Thank you, JC. Uh, <laughs> I guess my audio was coming through your headphones into your microphone. Uh- yeah, these headphones just like cut cut off for some reason. I have no idea. I'm sorry. So, um, and I'm like 59 minutes into the podcast, and I refresh, and there it is. Trajan Jeffcoat commits to Arkansas after I've laid the whole thing out about the meeting today. So, well. It still laid it all out, and so y'all got it. Twice, uh, uh, guys that are patrons, if you listen to it, you probably heard it. If you, all you folks that are not, you got to hear at least that portion of it, which was at least twenty minutes. Uh, yeah, for that free. Was really solid. Got 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 to be something done about this Title Nine to make it these hearings or uh, findings or whatever, to make it more fair. I mean, look, well, that's another podcast and another yeah, discussion. I, well, I, I mean, know you got to go. You're right, though, dude. I mean, it, it, there's – and that's a problem. And, and I think um, the previous administration before Trump, uh, I think the intentions were good because there were people getting by with stuff because they lawyer up. I think the intentions were there, but it swung too far in the other direction. And there has to be a happy there. There always has to be due process in this country. So uh, there's no due process in that. Otherwise it's, otherwise it's North Korea, man. So uh, anyway, thanks Keith. We'll holler at you next week, bud. All right, guys have a great week. Go Gamecock should be a great week for Shane Beamer. He'll probably be doing that same dance two more times this week that he did when uh, Carolina blocked that first punt for a touchdown against Georgia State. He'll have his arm going and he'll be dancing around in circles in the office. <laughs>
Yeah, maybe maybe more than two. Who knows? Who knows? All right, man. See you later. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. Uh, the great Keith Alsup joins us every Monday right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. That was a tremendous segment. I knew. See, I didn't call him back yesterday because I was like. For sure, yeah. I was like, no, nah, we'll hear it fresh today, I, right? No, yeah. I, knew, I knew he was on to something because we had been talking, and I was like, I was like, I'm just going to, like, not deal with this right now because I, I, I was pretty upset yesterday about it just because I don't like seeing people be – you know, screwed over. And I certainly don't like uh, woke adults ruining a kid's dream because of their ideology. Um, but anyway, and th- this is probably the last time you're going to hear us talk about woke this and woke that on the show. Um, but well, I mean, at least regarding Trey John Jeff. Cohen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this, though. You know, I mean, Keith's a liberal Democrat. So it's not really politics. Uh, I think it's more like ideology that goes beyond politics. Um, well, uh, Ryan you know, says Title Nine is yeah more in, more influenced about uh, you know stopping retaliation than it is you know weaponizing exactly. <laughs> its own title. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. no doubt. So yeah, and unfortunately, right, so I even know somebody who's been affected by that. You know, at our university. So uh, wow, yeah, yeah, specious charges. Yeah, it is. And Keith's correct. It is a he said she said environment in front of what amounts to uh, a tribunal that does not have to consider facts. Jesus. Yeah. That, all right. So I'm going to go tell Matt our boys aren't going to college. We're going to throw them in the military. Keith's advice to uh, to not date on campus during those <laughs> times is not bad Good advice. Lord. No, not at all. <laughs> Jeez. All right, so we got it. We're overdue for a break. Wow, we're way overdue for a break. Uh, so we're going to hit two real quick right now. Uh, we're going to hit one, and then we'll come back for five and hit another one right after this. Great segment from Keith on Inside Game, the Game Costa Show. Hey, man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low, too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843-699? One zero zero one is Matt's contact number. Yeah, man, I sure do that. Or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm getting on that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. You can't handle the truth. Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Yep, time to get back to the show. Shoot. All right, my man. (laughs) 
we will be back after having run long with Keith right after this quick break. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. I've been expecting you, Mr. Powers. Sometime in the near future, there's a good chance I'll move back to my home area of the upstate of South Carolina. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's nobody I would use to help me find a new home except Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane, located in my hometown of Spartanburg, Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a diehard Gamecock. 864-414-5271. Give Cindy a call. 864-414-5271. A proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Hey, Mo Kaba here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back, everybody. JC is still taking care of a couple of things. The show is brought to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John and his team a call, 803-446-4662 to discuss a potential backyard retreat for your home or a sunroom expansion as well. And right on time, just to start talking again, we're back, which is good. Hey, Greg Greg Faircloth in the Nanosports chat box is uh, from Boulder and uh, primarily a USC fan. I can tell you the Rockies are not all herb smokers, and it's like saying everyone from Jamaica smokes herb and the attraction, I guess, for Harbor and I don't know, the, the glyphs there make it hard to figure out. Uh, Boulder's majestic space, he goes on to say, one to be concerned about. What will be, will be. Hey, yeah, Boulder, it, it, listen, Colorado is beautiful. I, and I've you're right, not Boulder. everybody in Colorado smokes. <laughs> I have too. You want to know no. what I think about Colorado? I was in Denver for about a week or so and, and traveled around. I rented a car and went all over the place. Uh, all the good water in Colorado, they use for beer, apparently. Because <laughs> the tap water there was for shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, now you have to preface this, that I live in probably the place that has the best tap water in the world, <laughs> Greenville, South Carolina. And it comes right out of the mountains, you know, from the rain and gets filtered right into our, you know, right into our glasses. But, yeah, 
Terrible, terrible water. All right, I, I've got something to, to share. The, the tap water? Yeah, the tap water and and, and you must and go to the beer. Colorado yeah, you think, was awful. I think that water would be. You think the Rockies? You think? Cool yeah, water. that's what I'm thinking. I was like, man, I bet they have good water here. It's awful, terrible. They use it all for beer. That's that's got to be what they do because that's what they advertise is you know cool crisp. <laughs> yeah, from the Rockies, yeah, Rocky Coors. Mountains Coors. I'm not a big yeah. Coors drinker though. I, I like uh, no, my, no, I'm not either. <laughs> all right, so I just got some things in the mail. Those of you that are on Instagram, I encourage you to follow Cornbread Cowboy. He's a Gamecock fan, uh, but he's also funny. And so I bought the Cornbread Cowboy poster uh, from my bowling experience the other day. This is going up on the wall. It says country as hell. And then Nat got me this T-shirt that came in from the movie Step Brothers, Prestige Worldwide. Boats and hose. Boats and hose. <laughs> so, nice. I'm loving it. Loving life right now. Uh, that That's not why I had to go and all that. But uh, Craiger says, that any uh, Derek and Craig and everybody's like, let's quit talking about it. So that's fine. Well, yeah, I think yeah, Keith, listen, yeah. I'll say this right now. Keith laid it out perfectly, you know, so I don't have to say anything. He had a little more, a few more details than I did on it. Um, Boulder is a majestic space. Yeah, I agree. I, I spent uh, uh, some time there uh, and all that. Uh, Ryan says, is the fur liner from your jacket hood from the top of your head, or is that the mink? Uh, I don't think it's real mink, but it's it's not my hair, but it does. It's the same color. I was going to so, say, you, you uh, could really. Mm -hmm. I had to throw this on to walk outside, but I, the, the snap, if I snap it on the other side, it does look like a flowing mane. Yes. So... Um, Tweet from Steve Wolfswong says Nick is not in Colorado, according to his dad. How did it get out there? It's weird. Somebody watching planes again? Yeah. <laughs> Nick Harbor this time instead of coaching? Yeah, Jafaller lives in Denver. I know that because I mailed him his uh, magnet from uh, uh, Carolina Rise. By the way, if you haven't joined Carolina Rise, join Carolina Rise. Uh, we'd love to have you. We've grown a lot. Uh Got more resources, but we need more. About 30% of the way there, but slowly but surely we're getting there. Thanks to all of you that have bought gear. And speaking of gear, we have a Find a Damn Way shirt on Inside the Gamecocks, the store. It's insidethegamecocks.com uh, that we just came out with. And uh, you can buy show gear. Uh, I'm going to put uh, something up where you can get stickers uh, sent mm. out because I know a lot of you guys have at last for st stickers, ch cheap, you know, like, Five bucks free shipping on the stickers and stuff like that. It supports the show and Carolina Rise and all we do right here. Don't forget, big, big announcement coming up on Wednesday right here uh, on the show. Um, Clint says people just assume Nick Harbor was at Colorado since everybody else has visited there. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Look, it, it's, it's very – Colorado is very interesting because – um, I, I kind of saw I saw a video of the team meeting they had with, with Tim Brewster the other day, and uh, I looked and you know eyeball test wise, it you know just those guys hanging out, standing up, sitting down. I mean they, they don't really look like that they got much talent. <laughs> I mean there's some guys in there like is this a this is a power five football team you know, uh, and so you're kind of wondering, but you, you look in this class that they have. High school guys plus, I think, 23 from the portal, right? Yeah. Uh, is what they have. Um, 
you know. Uh, what are they? The number three or four transfer class four in the transfer. portal? Yeah. Four, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, got got kids from all over. I mean, they. Uh, they uh, I think what three, six, nine, ten different states. Uh, they did get Isaiah Jada, former Gamecock commit. Um, that was kind of a was a tough loss for the Gamecocks there, but the, the kid they got from Western Illinois replaced him, so who knows. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they went to the south and got kids, California, Florida, Carmani McLean goes, and then 23 transfers, man. Cavassier Smoke and Miles yeah. Slusher from Kentucky and Arkansas. Uh, this Yusef Murgabali, uh, he's a kid from Murphy, North Carolina. That's where they caught Eric Rudolph. Uh, for those that don't know, Murphy's almost in northern Georgia. Uh, so th- this kid makes interesting decisions. I mean, I, I, I didn't feel like he'd go all the way to Florida, and he did. And lo and behold, he's all the way in Colorado now. Um, you know, they got some kids from Jackson State that came in that are good enough. Um, Travis Hunter, obviously, number one player in the country from a couple of years ago. They got Dion's kid. They got Vonta Bentley from Clemson. Um, they get some players, you know, in in the transfer deal, and so uh, it's uh, well, they're needed. It's, it's a foundation to ceiling rebuild out there. Definitely. Yes. So, so we'll see kind of what uh, what transpires and if they can win or or, or whatnot. So we'll see uh, we'll see sort of what happens uh, with all of that. Um, tomorrow, the mental edge with Sawyer Nix returns. How about that? It does. First time this It'll year. Looking forward to talk to Sawyer. Yeah. Jack says, uh, I'm sorry. Keith says, put this up. I messed yeah, up. Yeah, that's right. Keith is defending himself. I should have not thing. said liberal you, you, Democrat. You're specious. I, I, yeah. I, I apologize. <laughs> I just, that's kind of like when people say liberal democracy nowadays and stuff. They just throw that word in or. Uh, I apologize, Keith. He's not a liberal Democrat, very moderate, voted for Reagan and Bush. Can't stand the left, woke left socialist nor the other extreme, just saying. So I wanted to clarify that. I'm I'm sorry, Keith. I didn't I didn't I should have said moderate Democrat. That's my fault, folks. Don't don't go thinking, you know, Keith is not uh, you know <laughs> on uh the Keith's on the, the far left or anything like that. My bad. Um Nat chimes in and says, yeah. uh, Ryan Peterson, we saved JC's hair from the haircuts and put them on the hood. New customizable feature from the North Face. Yeah, absolutely. Action says, you see my message on Dylan Johnson. I'm not confident the game guys are going to get him. I, I, I suppose it's still up in the air, but there have been people have been talking back and forth about it. I mean, there's been some discussion. I thought things were kind of turning in Carolina's favor for a little bit. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think that kid, for whatever reason, feels like he's not a big priority for Carolina because they and it's, it's something dumb, kind of like they they got, didn't get in the first day he was in the portal or whatever, uh, and so that's that's the issue there. And so um, we'll see what happens. Uh, Michael says, "Did Eddie Lewis join? Eddie Lewis enrolled today. We've got Eddie Lewis. Eddie Lewis. <laughs> I like he's saying Eddie Lewis in the news. Eddie Lewis in the news. Because you don't need money, you don't need fame, you don't need a credit card." stream that's right <laughs> funniest thing i say morgan said up to this before he, he was, we're talking about the acc and he's like he's like clemson is huey lewis and the rest of that league they're the news they're the news <laughs> <laughs> the news 
Carolina Titans said that's pretty sad whatever happened to give us someone a second chance. This is why we'll never get to the level of those great teams. I don't even think it's a uh, second chance. I mean, yeah, that's he didn't it's, get, it's not a rehabilitation. I mean, he's it's it's a something that happened a long time ago. No, Title IX does not provide for due process as we are accustomed to within our own court system. So it's what you know. It's it's a small group of people who get to make a a, a single decision, but that's how we're so going to talk. A life changing decision on yeah. some poor guy. Yeah. All yeah. right. So we have a we have a question from the iHelp Consulting mailbag. Uh, we haven't read in a while. We haven't. Uh, hold on. Isaiah Let's, says, Gmail. Yeah. Hey, JC and Phil. Hope you guys are doing well. What redshirt freshmen and sophomores from last season can you see making an impact this year? Also, do you guys have any news on basketball recruiting? Uh, I'll, I'll mention some basketball recruiting tomorrow. I think uh, of the guys that redshirted, I think Cason Henry on the O-line is somebody to look at. I've heard the good things about DeAndre Martin on the D-line. but He's a tackle before everybody thinks he's an end. Um, Donovan Westmoreland at linebackers, i got to keep an eye on all the DBs. Emroyd and Nelson, uh, Anthony Rose is a guy to look at. Uh, Lavoisier Carroll at running back, they really need him to step up. Um, Tanner Bailey at quarterback is a guy that's got a bright future. Uh, as far as receivers go, Landon Sampson, obviously, uh, and then we'll see on Kyla Horton. So, Bill, that would be my answer on that. But thank you for the mailbag question, Isaiah. Mm-hmm. As I owe consulting. How can I help you? So, anyway, that'll be that'll, that's 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 the deal with with all of that. Um, Garrett says, do you think Eddie Lewis is going to come in and play since wide receiver depth is slim? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, Brian says, whatever happened to Lady Bree? I don't know. Uh, she was announcing that she was doing her own podcast, and then we have yet to hear that was from it. her again. I don't know. That was it. It was over. H- hadn't heard the, uh, the podcast uh, at all. No, Action nope, says, what's your freshman... Yeah, I hadn't seen it. I, uh, she's still on, I, I, like, I've, I've subscribed to her YouTube channel. So, um, Crager says, can Eddie Murphy play Edge? Eddie Murphy? <laughs> Bono, Bono chimes in, no, but the Edge can play Edge. No, but the Edge. <laughs> the Edge loves the mm-hmm. wah-wah pedal. Um, Michael says, Harbor just backed out of Colorado visit. Well, he's never there. So, I don't know. Um, Jamu one's poster of the year. He should, uh, uh, and all that. So, uh, in action, I answered it. What true freshman could you see having the biggest impact? Desmond Umi and Zulu and Monica yeah, Rames. That's like, right. Yeah. Um, the ones that are going to get the most exposure. And, uh, you know, if he were going I, to project Nick coming to South Carolina, he probably will also have a very large impact. Yeah. I think Harbor would have a large impact. I think, uh, I don't know. Uh, you, you know, you look at it. Kelton Henderson, I think, has a chance yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to do some things. Uh, I think uh, Dontavious Braswell, uh, depending on what guys like Carroll do and all that good stuff. I think Pup um, Howard's going to get plenty of opportunity to shine. Uh, Pup yeah. will probably start. I, I, that's that's my feeling on that. I think one of the offensive linemen. And I don't know who. Maybe it's Marquis Anderson. Maybe it's Big Tree. One of those guys. And and I'll tell you this, if Xavier McLeod gets in and really works, 
hard, he can see some time because he because he raw talent wise he's that good. He's going to have to develop, but raw talent wise, uh, he's that good. Um, Craig asked how much Harbor will want to hit the weight since he's attracted to track. I don't know, but I don't think you. I, I think if you're Carolina, maybe you just play him at wide receiver. There's an yeah. idea. Yeah. Just send him with step and, and they're like, you don't want to get bigger. Fine. Just uh, throw him the ball. Touchdown. <laughs> He's going to play touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm telling you, if, if he gets behind somebody, nobody's going to catch him. Nobody's going to catch him. So, nope. uh, so we'll see uh, what the deal is there. Um. Yeah. So Jay Moo, Eddie Lewis, Volcanic Rock. Nat was saying something about Washington. All right. JC, did you see my question about Michael Smith's announcement more? I don't think we have a way to do that because I can't ask uh, Hale to cover it for the website and also like hold his phone up to where it broadcast. Uh, I'd need more time to do something like that. Is it going to be streamed um, live? I don't know. If it is, maybe we can pick up the, the, the stream. Yeah, I can definitely add the stream to the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll check if it's in on that. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. If it streams on YouTube, we can definitely... Uh, definitely do it but uh if not we'll maybe we'll make you know th there's another announcement this week maybe we'll make some plans to stream that uh i think one thing i do think phil i think i think our guys do stream it on the big spur facebook page oh hmm. there's a way to pull it off there uh yeah we'll try we'll try that'd be actually kind of cool we could take a nice break and <laughs> just stream it there you go guys listen live uh and that'll be cool. Sometimes, though, the audio on that's bad. So uh, if you're listening to this on podcast format, we do stream it tomorrow, and your podcast is like an hour and 30. That means you're not going to be able to hear it, <laughs> and we cut it out. Because uh, if, you're, if you're listening, it's a lot different than following along uh, on the stream exactly. Mm. Uh, Keith, Keith reiterates he is not a member of the squad. <laughs> You down with AOC? Yeah, you know me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, wow. Yeah, I, listen, I, I found I have moderated as I get older, and now I'm becoming that, you know, curmudgeon old man that's just like, just leave me alone. Yeah, I just don't care. <laughs> just, like, just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Are all... Leave my people alone. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> just, just don't bother me anymore, you know? Let all but, people uh, be... <laughs> Let it, let it, let me, let me be, let me be. So anyway, well, that's cool. Well, we're going to wrap it up here uh, inside the game guys show. Thanks to Keith all set for a tremendous, tremendous segment. Um, I'll get, okay. Let me get Garrett's hypothetical. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. There we Interesting go. hypothetical. Number one and number two quarterbacks go down. Who are you taking to give us the best shot in some games? Tanner Bailey. To carry on joiner. Or to carry on joiner. <laughs> I should have thought about that. Yeah, Probably to carry on. I mean, Tanner, Tanner's good. Tanner's mm -hmm. good. But uh, if, so one and two would be Rattler and Doty going down. So it would be, um, I don't know. Joyner, I, I think if it's next year, you know, I think Joyner would be interesting. I mean, look, man, he's productive. It's not always pretty. No. You know? But he's productive. And, and he's very natural at quarterback. I mean, he's more natural there than anywhere else on the field. Um. And just good to have him back from a leadership standpoint. So, you know, that's the deal. 
anyway. All right, folks. We'll be back tomorrow with more Inside the Game Show. Thanks, as always, for listening. Thanks to our sponsors. Don't forget, big announcement Wednesday. Uh, but the mental edge is first. That's tomorrow right here on the show. Have a good day, everybody.